Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Friday on r and in the morning. It is football Friday. That means head coach Mike McCarthy joins us at 645, followed up shortly at 730 by blogging the boys himself, R.J. Ochoa. We're talking Spurs at 7, NFL gumbo, and everything in between. Now back to the Blitz. Joe, when the general himself, John McClain, lets you know that C.J. Stroud is, in fact, in the MVP conversation, want you to do something you've never done, sir. Admit you were wrong. <laughs> well, when, I, when I'm wrong, Rudy, I'll admit it. But, it, you know, it just never happens. Never. Never happens. Only eight times today. <laughs> that's, that's, that's part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Rudy is wrong. We've said he's in the conversation. We've talked about it. Will he win it is the other question. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jay Semenix. Live out here at the Rue Pub at 281 and Redland Road. So let's ask the general, John McClain, who joins us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. John, in the conversation, sure. Rookie of the year, I think he's already wrapped that up. Will C.J. Stroud win the MVP? I'm as sure that he's not going to win the MVP as I was all season telling everybody on my talk shows and my columns on Twitter that the Texans would not win in Cincinnati. (laughs) No, he's not going to win it. He's not going to win it. He is in the conversation. Every time you turn on ESPN, any of their shows, NFL Network, you look at all the online sites, he's being talked about as an MVP. The fact is he's had great games the last two games. The games before that, Carolina, he threw for 140 yards. Next week, after they play Arizona Sunday, they play Jacksonville, and that's the first time a team that's already seen him once will get to see him again, although I think that's kind of overrated since you have every tape of every game, every throw. But uh, it's fun to see him get mentioned for MVP. The way the vote is now, started this last year, voters turn in their top five instead of one, and they'll turn in the top five, and if if they, they've got to win the AFC South. It's really weird. I was just checking today, betonline.com, which sends me stuff every day. They had the Texans uh, at some point earlier in the season being 90% certain they would not make the playoffs. And today, they're 96% certain they're not going to make the playoffs, which makes no sense to me, considering they're 5-2 and two over the last seven. They have their next three at home, including a second game against Jacksonville, and they beat them by 20 in Jacksonville. And if they win the game here, assuming they beat the Cardinals, then they could have, they would be in first place because they're on the tiebreaker. So I'm just amazed that you could say right now the Texans are 96% that they're not going to make the playoffs. 
I think they're going to compete with the playoffs to the end. I've been sold. I was sold after the comeback against the Bucks. Then I've been telling people there's no way they're going to win at Cincinnati. Bengals have won four in a row. They won at 49ers. They beat the Bills and the Seahawks in Arizona in that streak. Joe Burrow's playing great again. What happens? They go up there and they have their third game decided with no time left on the clock. And the other one last week was decided with six seconds left on the clock. So, John, when you when you look at the Texans now, and obviously they're not a surprise to anybody. I mean, I mean, everybody's surprised at how well they're doing. But, I mean, Arizona, for example, now Jacksonville after that. Uh, I mean, they're going to come in with a little bit different attitude, don't you think, when it comes to this Texans team? Uh, they should because they're not the dregs of the NFL like they have been for the last three years. You know, the Texans can't afford – to have another Carolina game where they go on the road or play at home against a team and just don't play well on offense. And then on defense, they play really well except the last drive. In their last two losses, both on the road to bad teams, Atlanta and Carolina, they've lost field goals with no time left, low-scoring games, but the defense could not stop them on the last drive. Had the defense stopped them at Atlanta, then uh, – C.J. Stroud would have three come-from-behind victories in the last two minutes instead of two. But uh, I think teams, because of every time they turn on the TV or look on their smartphones, all they're seeing is about the Texans and Stroud, and I think defenses will get extra fired up now because, let's be honest, did anybody get extra fired up about Davis Mills? I don't think so. (laughs) No, <laughs> absolutely not. John McClain joining us here on the Blitz on the Buyers Barricades guest line. It is such a great story, and I think just because he's exceeded all expectations. Uh, only one rookie has won MVP, and you got to go back a couple of years to Jim Brown. When you look at NFL MVP voters, and you know them all or most of them extremely well, when you think about the feel-good story, and while it's great for content in the middle of November, when it comes to actually getting them on the ballot and getting enough of those first-place votes, when it's all said and done, where do you think he finishes in the MVP race if you were to have to decide today? Well, right now, he would have to, I mean, he's playing better than any quarterback in the NFL. You look at uh, Lamar Jackson, hadn't played all that well, uh, and uh, even Patrick Mahomes, because he doesn't have receivers, has not been great like he has been. I expect Mahomes, you know, he's probably spending more time worrying about his wife and Taylor Swift and his and his <laughs> State Farm commercials. But now that it's crunch time in the NFL, that he's going to turn it up a notch and he'll be great. Jalen Hurts will be great. And Lamar Jackson, maybe, may or not, he hadn't been great. So if it was right now, a lot of people would say he deserves to be number one, but the Texans are five and four, and they're in second place. I'm not. I wouldn't take him over over Jalen Hurts or uh, Patrick Mahomes, who are in first place. And uh, you're certainly some of these teams that are winning. You know, you're not going to take him over them. And so, I would say he'd be third with Hurts first and Mahomes second because their teams are really good and headed for a, a tremendous game coming up. About time we got a great primetime game after what they've yep. had the last couple of weeks. But uh, for Stroud to even finish in the top five at the end of the year, 
that would be phenomenal. But that means the Texans are going to have to keep winning. And not only do they have talent issues coming in, they still have a lot of injured players. They were missing three starters on defense the other day. Three of their top four safeties are out. They were taking them off the streets to play with Jalen Petrie, who had his worst game, and yet they still were able to pull it out. So they got a lot of things going for them right now. And number one is confidence and believing in D'Amico Ryans and believing in C.J. Stroud. I'll tell you what, John, I'm just really impressed with this young man, not only for his play on the field, but the way he addresses the media, the way he conducts himself off the field. Today, as a matter of fact, he he said something like, yeah, I know how it is. They love me today. They'll they'll hate me next week. And the NFL is such a week-to-week game uh you know the a league right you're you're a hero one week and then a goat the next and i just love the way he conducts himself off the field as much as i like the way he conducts himself on the field that's a great observation joe everybody feels that way you know it's the old saying what have you done for me lately because he had three turnovers sunday two fumbles and an interception interception his second was his worst play of the season and uh he got charged with a fumble when it should have been an incompletion as clear as day. The announcers saw it, replay expert uh, Gene Steratore, one of the best officials in the NFL. He saw that it was a pass, but somehow the officials called the ball. It went up in the air 10 yards down the field, a fumble. So he was credited with three turnovers. The interception almost caused him to get beat. But you know what? If you're a rookie and you've thrown two interceptions, I don't think anybody – is going to complain, especially when you've thrown interceptions, you won both games. So people love Stroud. They love the way he's poised, his accuracy, the way he's showing people he can move in the pocket when he has to. He's been getting really good protection. And all of a sudden, for the first, for the second time this year, the running game was really good. And for the first time, it was great. Now, can they sustain it against the Cardinals? The Cardinals are not very good on defense, so the Texans ought to be able to score a lot of points. Kyler Murray, they haven't faced a running quarterback like him. According to Next Generation Stats, their defensive end, Will Anderson and Jonathan Grenard, are the best twosome in the league at uh, setting the edge and keeping people from getting outside for games. John McClain joining us here on the Blitz, and I was going to ask, now that they have expectations – People, fans, expect the Houston Texans to win. You get an Arizona team coming in with Kyler Murray. How does that change the outlook for this week's game? The spread is only four or four and a half. It's fluctuated in favor of the Texans. You know, the last three years, I bet you they they were favored like two or three times. Now they get favored every week. They weren't against Cincinnati, of course. And people are kind of... You know, it depends on who bets which way, but people are kind of skeptical still about the Texans. They want to see more consistency from start to finish, not miraculous drives in the last two minutes with little or no time left on the clock to put them up there with the big boys. But thing is, every team wants to beat them now. They're probably tired of hearing, hearing about them, tired of being underdogs to them. And it's a good test for them. They came off the bye week, played at Carolina. They were flat as could be, flat as I can and over here, not over there. 
and it was it was an embarrassment. He threw for 140 yards. They could they played really good defense, and they got beat. So have they moved beyond that? After that game, and this is kind of a landmark, Stroud said, I would like to have more explosive plays. And Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator, and play caller, all of a sudden started dialing them up. They lead the NFL in explosive plays. They've averaged over 500 yards the last two games. Noah Brown, signed from the Cowboys, leads the NFL in average yards per catch. He has been fantastic, uh, making catches, breaking catches, breaking tackles, but also for getting open in crucial situations. Dalton Schultz, another one. Thank you, Cowboys. He's been playing really (laughs) well. It's almost like whoever they put out there, they didn't have Nico Collins or leading receiver at Cincinnati, and it didn't matter. It's almost like whoever they put out there, Stroud gets them the ball, and they make Stroud look good. Yeah, they certainly do. John, we're up against the time wall, but I want to ask you about uh, reporting. Now, on the same day that Carissa Thompson admitted on a on pardon my take that she flat out made up reports while doing sidelines, there's a report from Albert Breer that he is hearing Bill Belichick to either Washington or Dallas. Now, we had Stephen Jones on earlier, and Stephen flat out said he doesn't know where Albert Breer got that. But when you hear uh, reports with sources or a reporter, a respected reporter say, I've made stuff up. As a career journalist, how much does that bother you? It bothers me a lot, and it especially bothers me for sideline reporters because now people hear something, they're going to go, well, did he or she make that up? I don't know why Thompson admitted that. What was the point to admit on a podcast you've done that? I won't be surprised if she gets fired because she's called into question everything that she says and does. Is this legitimate? Is she making it up? And I'll guarantee you. She regrets it. As far as Belichick, Gary Myers in New York reported the Chargers yesterday or today. I guess I'll, I'll report. Let's see. Who do I want to report? Uh, <laughs> I, I, can you imagine Jerry and Stephen Jones giving Bill Belichick control of every no, decision no. in that organization? That is uh, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I 100% Florio, agree. Now, granted. I, I, Florio's you know, been John, reporting Washington for a month. Yeah, yeah well, and, yeah. and, that, and that makes sense. That makes sense. But if I'm Bill Belichick, Dallas is the last place I would want to be because the way the Cowboys run an organization is seems complete opposite of what Bill Belichick would want to be a part of. Absolutely. Now, somebody's told that to Albert Breer that he believes. I've had people tell me, Nick Casario, people that I trust, national media. Uh, Bill, uh, Nick Casario's gone after the draft to New England. I got it from sources with the Patriots, and I said, I know it's not happening. I checked, told them, no, it's not happening, and it didn't happen. There's a lot of things if you keep up closely with what's being reported, never come true. But that's why you better say could, maybe, uh, possibly. Don't say it as gospel. Absolutely. Yep. The great John McClain. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Read his great work at SportsRadio610.com and the Utopia podcast. John, enjoy your weekend. Jason and Joe, you guys enjoy yours too. Thank you. Appreciate it. John McClain on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at BuyersBarricades.com.